right, happy Sabbath once again, church. So we have a bit of a, uh, a joined, uh, joint Sabbath, uh, joint service today. Uh, our brothers from the Hispanic ministry are joining us this morning as well, too. Can we say welcome? Amen, amen. Bienvenidos, hermanos. Uh, vamos a combinar el servicio en esta mañana, así que les deseo a ustedes también, a nuestros hermanos del Ministerio Hispano, bienvenidos y que Dios les bendiga también. Uh, may God bless us as we uh, join and continue our service uh, this morning. We have a, uh, quite a few uh, special items uh, that we want to address and that we want to have happen uh, this morning. I don't know if anybody else heard, but we do have a baptism this morning. Amen? Amen. So we have uh, one of uh, a young person, Andrada. She is right here in front. Uh, she has decided to be baptized today at our church, and we are so excited. We are so happy for her. And I believe she is joined by her mom as well today, right? So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so how that's going to play out uh, this morning is uh, towards the end of my sermon, uh, I'll invite Andrada so that she can come forward and we could have the baptismal vows. And right after the vows, uh, we're going to go and get changed uh, on each side. Uh, Andrada, the deaconesses will guide you to the room and everything. And so while you guys are singing the closing song, we'll be getting ready. And then uh, we will see everyone uh, in the baptistry right behind me as well. So um, can we say amen? That's exciting, right? <laughs> what a way to end the year, right? <laughs> All right. So that's what we're going to do. Um, hermanos, no sé si escucharon, pero en esta mañana tenemos alguien que se va a bautizar. Así que terminando el sermón, nosotros vamos a hacer esos, esos preparativos. Uh, voy a invitar a la persona que pase aquí enfrente y después de eso vamos a pasar a cambiarnos y tener el bautismo uh, en esta mañana. Así que, ¿cuándo decimos amén por eso? Amén, gloria a Dios. Um, okay, with that being said, uh, let me have a word of prayer. Vamos a orar y vamos a empezar uh, nuestro sermón. Let's have a word of prayer and we're going to start the sermon this morning. Heavenly Father, uh, I just want to once again give you praise and thank you for everything that you've done for us this week. And Lord, thank you so much for the uh, service that we have uh, begun this morning. And Lord, through the blessing of prayer and uh, worship, Lord, we ha you have shown your presence to be here with us. And as we continue, Heavenly Father, diving into your word, I just pray that you be with us, that you continue to guide us in your study. And Heavenly Father, may the showers of blessing that are promised in the book of Ezekiel, may that be something that we can look forward to in the year 2024. And all this I pray in your name, Jesus. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, Señor, doy gracias por tus bendiciones. Deseamos, Señor, una vez más que tu presencia nos acompañe aún, Señor, en estudiar y abrir tu palabra. Y pedimos, Señor, que la promesa de las lluvias de bendición que se encuentra en Ezequiel capítulo 34, que eso sea lo que nos espera en el nuevo año. Y todo te lo pido en tu nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amén. Amén. Muy bien. Uh, all right. If you guys can join me uh, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 34. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 26 is where we're going to be. It's a very short verse. It's a very small verse. Uh, but it is one that we have based our theme for the new year on as well. Uh, our theme for 2024 is titled Showers of Blessing. And as we meditate upon the promise of Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 26... We want to enter the new year with two things in mind. The first thing is that we want to recognize that the Lord is able and willing to bless. Amen? The Lord is able and willing to bless 
us, and we are looking forward to those blessings in the new year. And the second thing that we want to keep in mind is that not only are we ready and willing to receive God's blessings, but we want to do so so that what in whatever space we find ourselves in, whether that be at school, at work, at church, wherever it might be, even at home with our families, we want to be blessings for those around us as well. All right, so in the same way that we receive from the Lord, we want to bless others as well. And so over the next couple of uh, Sabbaths, that's what we're going to be studying, is the promises in Ezekiel chapter, chapter 34 that help us to be blessing, not only to receive God's blessings, but help us to be blessings for those around us. Can we say amen? It's exciting, right? Okay, so Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 26. Let's read it one more time. The promise says the following, it says, And I will make them, the Lord says, and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will send down the showers in their season. They shall be showers of blessing. Uh, una de las cosas que queremos hacer en este nuevo año es enfocarnos en, la, en el tema que tenemos, lluvias de bendición. Y queremos tener en mente dos cosas. La primera cosa es que el Señor desea y está muy, está muy capaz de hacerlo, de bendecirnos. Amén. Y la segunda cosa que queremos tener en mente es que no solamente queremos recibir del Señor, pero al mismo tiempo queremos ser bendiciones para los demás también. Y, uh, y así que eso quiere decir ser una bendición para la familia, para nuestros colegas en el trabajo, en la escuela también. Queremos ser bendiciones en el nuevo año. Así que Ezequiel capítulo 34, versículo 26, nos dice la siguiente promesa. Y daré bendición a ellos y a los alrededores de mi collado y haré descender la lluvia en su tiempo. Lluvias de bendición serán. Eso es lo que dice la palabra de Dios. Y en esta mañana nosotros queremos estudiar entonces cómo podemos recibir y ser bendiciones para los demás. So this morning we want to keep going in the book of Ezekiel. And we, we want to study what it means to receive God's blessings and also to be a blessing for those around us. Now Ezekiel chapter 34, <clears throat> we find the people of God in a very uh, particular situation. All right, once again, we have found them uh, to be in a situation where they have made some very bad decisions. They have gone against what God has wanted them to do. And because of that, they are in a, we could call it a season of drought. All right, a season of spiritual drought, a season in which the blessings of the Lord have been few and far between, all because of the consequences of their actions. Now, I'm not sure if many of us can relate. I, wanna, I, I was reading uh, this uh, story or the, the chapter this week, and I was, I was trying to find points where we could relate. And I started to realize that as we come to the end of the year, many of us come to the end of the year, uh, and what we could say is that saying, running on fumes, right? How many of us find ourselves in that situation, just simply running on fumes right now at this moment, right? I don't know what challenges 2023 had for you, for your family, but many of us come to the end of the year, we come to maybe even December, and we're like, we can't wait for the new year to just start. We can't wait for this year to simply just be in the past because of everything that we've experienced. It could be moments of pain, moments of stress, 
Maybe something happened at work. Maybe you had to change jobs. Maybe you had to change schools. Whatever the case may be, sometimes we come to the end of the year and we find ourselves in a state of spiritual drought. And we feel that the blessings of the Lord have been few and far between this year. And we want something new. We want to be refreshed. We want something to, we want the new year to be something different for us and for our families. No sé cuánto de nosotros hemos llegado a este último año, ¿verdad? Al final del año, sintiendo como si estamos cansados. ¿Cuántos de nosotros estamos cansados? Amén. Ok, algunos que estamos aquí, ok. Los valientes que levantan la mano, ¿verdad? Estamos cansados porque deseamos algo nuevo y a pesar de todos los desafíos que enfrentamos en este último año, queremos algo que, que, queremos una, algo que nos refresque el alma en estos momentos, ¿verdad? Now, the good news of Ezekiel chapter 34 is that the promise that we just read in verse 26 was not only a promise for the people of God, but it is a promise for us that are here this morning as well. Amen? It is a promise that says that in the midst of our spiritual drought, where things might feel uh, tiring, where things might feel uh, overwhelming, there is a God who promises that He wants to continue to bless each one of us. La promesa en Ezequiel 34 nos dice que tenemos un Dios que nos desea bendecir en estos momentos. A pesar de que tal vez estamos cansados, a pesar de que tal vez estamos desanimados, el Dios de nosotros nos dice que Él nos quiere bendecir. Now, and I want to take us back a little bit to, to just reflect, uh, back to the Garden of Eden. When we consider God's creation, we consider and we are reminded of all of the things that the Lord created for us. The Bible says that the Lord took six days to create everything that we see around us. He created the trees. He created the, the waters. He created the skies. He created the sun, the moon. He created a beautiful garden filled with fruit and animals and companions for his children to enjoy and be a part of his creation. Now, it was never God's intention for us to simply just enjoy a small part of his blessings. He wanted us to enjoy not only the Garden of Eden, but the entire universe was at our disposal. I don't know if, you've, if you uh, have reflected much on this, but the Bible says, and Ellen White even uh, shares, that our first parents enjoyed the companionship of angels. Angels would come down and talk to them. They would enjoy conversations with heavenly beings every single day. And these heavenly beings would share with them stories about what God was like, what his government was like, what the rest of the universe was like. It was God's plan that all of us from the very beginning would enjoy all of his blessings and all of his creation, not just on this small planet Earth, But in fact, in throughout the entire universe, we were meant to enjoy. And I look forward to the time when God has created everything anew again, and all of us will have an opportunity to travel to different worlds and universes and see different things, to see everything that we were meant to see from the very beginning. It was never God's intention for you and I to survive simply on droplets of his blessings. 
The Bible says we were meant to receive showers of God's blessings. And that is what, what the promise says for us, is that the Lord desires not only to bestow upon us droplets or tiny blessings, he desires to rain upon our homes, rain upon our families, showers of blessings, flood our lives with his blessings so that we might not have even enough room to receive what he has for us. That's a promise, right? In Malachi chapter 3, verse 14, he says, try me now in this and see if I will not open the heavens and just bless till you have no room to receive it. Amen, right? That is such an amazing and powerful promise. Lo que nos dice la palabra de Dios es que el Señor nos dice que Él nos desea bendecir. Desde el principio en el jardín de Edén vemos que el Señor creó tantas cosas para que nosotros podamos disfrutar. Caminar con ángeles, disfrutar compañón con ellos y escuchar todas las historias de todos los universos y todas las cosas que el Señor ha hecho por nosotros. Nunca el Señor deseaba que nosotros simplemente um, vivamos o sobrevivamos con las gotitas de bendición que tal vez sentimos en esos momentos. Siempre el Señor siempre ha deseado de desear y rociar nuestras vidas con tantas bendiciones que no hay suficiente espacio en nuestras casas para recibirlo. Y esa es una promesa que se encuentra en Malaquías 3, 14 también. Probadme, probadme ahora en esto, ¿verdad? Dice la palabra de Dios. Y, y, no, y van a ver si yo no abro todos los cielos para bendecir sus hogares en esos momentos también. Ese es algo lo que, no, lo que nos dice la palabra de Dios, que el Señor nos desea bendecir y que nosotros disfrutamos de todas sus bendiciones. Now, the idea of rain or showers as an example of spiritual blessing is something that we see in the Bible many times. Now, when we are disconnected from God's blessings, when our own lives have become like a land that has just not seen water for many years, right? What happens to a land that is just going through a, a drought, right? It, it breaks up, it dries up, there is no fruit, there is, there is nothing even appealing about a land that is going through a drought. When all of us are planning our vacations for the next year, right? When all of us are thinking, okay, where do we want to go? Where, where can we go with the family? Where can we take the grandkids? Where can we take our kids? When all of us are planning those amazing destinations, no one says, I want to go to the place that is enjoying the biggest drought that has they, they've ever seen, right? No one says, I want to go to the place that is the driest. No one, go, no one says, I want to go to the place that has no rain. No one says, I want to go to just a place that is just the hottest place right now, right? No one says that. We all say, I want to go to Hawaii, right? How many of us want to go to Hawaii one day, right? Yeah, because there is a amount of just blessing there, right? I remember uh, reading a, uh, a mission uh, story that was saying how uh, one of the places that needs the most missionaries is a, there's a certain part in, if I, if I remember correctly, I believe it's in Africa, and I think it's like the northern part uh, temperatures in that area of, of the world can reach up to 125 degrees, right? No, no one says when they're planning the vacation, I want to go to that place where it's 125 degrees on a cool day, right? No one says that. That is one of the hottest places on earth. 
But it's also one of the places where there are still people that live there and they still need to hear the word of God. But when missionaries, you know, they, it's, it's hard for missionaries to, to go to that place. And I'm not saying it's out of, you know, we don't want to go. It's out of because it has some significant challenges to live and be a minister there, right? Because you have to learn how to deal and live in that heat. You know, if you've lived in Colorado and, you know, if you lived in cooler places, you know, even just when the temperatures read 100 degrees, it's something that's like, okay, I can't stand this. You know, you don't want to leave your house. You don't want to leave the coolness of that, right? So it's really hard to then think, okay, how am I going to be a missionary in a place that's that hot and, you know, still be, you know, comfortable? It's, it's very difficult, you know, and I just pray that, you know, that the Lord sends missionaries, you know, with that heart, you know, to be able to survive in those climates. But that is what happens, right? When there is so much heat, there is so much dryness, there is so much drought, the land becomes cracked and it becomes to suffer. Now, our spiritual lives can go through droughts as well, right? We can go at the start of the year, we can start off, you know, energized, we can start off like excited by the new year, but some things happen, you know, life happens during the year and we come to the end of it and we might be in a space of spiritual drought, right? How many of us can say this morning that we might find ourselves right there right now? You don't have to raise your hand, just your conscience is enough, right? We might be in a state of where we're just tired, we're overwhelmed. We are looking for God to just simply refresh us, right? And what does a spiritual drought look like? Well, it might look like, you know, maybe we stopped reading the Bible as much. Maybe we don't enjoy worship as much. Maybe praying has become a little bit difficult in the mornings or even, even in the evenings. And we become a little bit more lethargic when it comes to our spiritual lives. And maybe even church itself has become more of a chore than we would like to, that we would like for it to be. Right? All of those are symptoms that we are in a spiritual drought. And that can happen when we come to the end of the year. And so many of us might feel like that. But this morning... The Bible promises, promises us a time of spiritual refreshing. Amen? How many of us have ever been so thirsty at one moment, right, that we're just craving water? And then the moment that you go down to your fridge and you, you know, take out your glass, you put some ice in it, and you fill it up with, you know, to the brim with nice cold water. And the moment that that water touches your lips... You know, your, 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 your lips that are just desiring and craving that water in that moment. It feels really good to have that, right? It feels amazing. It feels like there is no other water like that. And that is what the Lord promises us as well. Even when you're in a state of spiritual drought, the Lord promises by His presence, by His mercies, to refresh us. And it will be like we're receiving new waters all over again. Amen. La palabra de Dios nos dice que nosotros, esa idea de, de lluvias y aguas, eh, es algo bíblico y es algo que cuando la tierra no ha sentido agua en mucho tiempo, la tierra se empieza a secar y se empieza a quebrar y no hay fruta en esos momentos. Ninguno de nosotros queremos pasar tiempo en un lugar donde no hay agua, porque es algo, es algo de mucho calor y es algo de que uno sufre también. Pero la palabra de Dios nos dice que aún en los momentos cuando espiritualmente nosotros nos podemos secar, ¿verdad? Y no deseamos orar, no deseamos ir a la iglesia, no deseamos uh, esas cosas, pasar tiempo con el Señor. Dice que el Señor nos promete refrescar nuestras almas para que nosotros podamos una vez más regresar a, sus, a su presencia con ese gozo y orgullo que siempre tal vez al inicio habíamos tenido antes. Y es lo que encontramos en la palabra de Dios ahora. 
tal vez algunos otros estamos en ese momento, ¿verdad? Estamos secos espiritualmente, pero la palabra de Dios nos dice que no nos debemos de desanimar, sino simplemente regresar a la presencia de Dios y Él nos va a bendecir de nuevo. Amén. Así que uh, vamos a continuar. We're going to continue because I wanted to uh, speed up a little bit and just focus on a little bit of the promises that uh, Ezekiel 34 uh, focuses on as well. Now, a couple of things that I wanted to notice about God himself is that when Ezekiel 34 promises us showers of blessing, it is God that is doing the blessing. All right. God is the one that is bestowing blessings upon his people. And these are very different from the blessings like say you and I might be able to give to someone else. This is something that only God himself, only God himself brings about these showers. And one of the aspects of Ezekiel 34 that we're going to study this month is if you take a chance and you read the whole chapter, you start to see that God is having is making a comparison between um I guess what you could call abusive or false shepherds and the true good shepherd as well. All right, God's people had been the uh, victims of shepherds that had not been taking care, of, taking care of them very well. All right, and that is what Ezekiel 34 is about. He has these judgments against these shepherds that have not been taking care of his people. So he says... I am going to be the one that will be their shepherd. From now on, I will take care of them and I will guide them. And later on, that's where the blessing comes in. I will give them showers of blessing. All right, we're going to look at that a little bit more in detail uh, in the coming Sabbaths. Um, but the first thing that we have to realize is, is that God is the one that sends the showers. He's the one that sends the rain. And he does so because he wants to be a good shepherd to his children. Now, I'm reminded of my mother-in-law whenever I read these promises. Now, my mother-in-law has a turtle uh, in her home, all right? And, she, and this turtle stays in her room. And a few times that we've gone to visit this, this past year, I always joke with her because I say that is one of the best taken care of turtles that I have ever seen. You know, she dotes on that turtle hand and foot. You know, before Lucia, honestly, I was kind of worried, you know, when Lucia came into the picture because I was like, man, she's going to have to compete with that turtle. You know, because she takes care of that turtle so well. All right, she cleans the tank. She makes sure he has food. She makes sure. And I've even noticed a, a few times, like, she'll make some comments like, oh, yeah, I, feel, I think the turtle is depressed today. Or I think the turtle needs some sun. And I'm like, how do you know if a turtle is depressed? Like, how, how do you notice that? You know, and she'll just share little things like, oh, it's because he didn't, you know, the turtle didn't uh, spend this much time on his, you know, rock like he usually does. You know, he's just swimming around, you know, different like little things, behavior things that I would have never thought of. You know, but my mom-in-law, she notices those things because she knows how to take care of that turtle. All right. God is like that with us as well, with his children. All right. He wants to be a good shepherd and he is a good shepherd to each one of us. He knows how to take care of us. And one of the things that a good shepherd likes to do is he likes to lead his sheep by green pastures, right? A good shepherd doesn't take his sheep that are under his care and leads them to a spot that has barely any grass, hardly any water. He doesn't lead them to those places. He leads them to a place and he will, you know, spend hours and hours looking for the perfect place that his sheep can graze because he wants them to have the very best of the land. And that is how God treats each one of us. He leads us by still waters. He leads us to green pastures, places where we can be a blessing, where we can receive his blessings 
and we can then be refreshed enough to be blessings to everyone else as well. Amen? How many of us believe that God is our good shepherd? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, lo que dice la palabra de Dios es que el Señor mismo, Él es el uno que nos desea cuidar. Él es el buen pastor. Y esa es una de las cosas que vamos a estudiar en este mes. Ezequiel 34 es la comparación entre los buenos pastores, bueno, el buen pastor que es Dios, y los pastores que han sido abusivos con su rebaño y las personas que están bajo su cuidado. Así que lo que nos dice la palabra de Dios que es que el Señor nos desea cuidar. De la misma manera como mi suegra cuida de su tortuga, ella sabe exactamente cuando su tortuga está en depresión, cuando está sufriendo. Ella sabe exactamente lo, los hábitos y ella sabe exactamente qué hacer para cuidar de esa tortuguita. Y, y así es como Dios es con nosotros también. Dios sabe cómo cuidarnos y Él nos desea bendecirnos también. Un buen pastor no guía a su rebaño en lugares donde van a sufrir, en lugares donde van a estar, no, no hay suficiente de comer o no hay suficiente comida. Lo que hace el buen pastor es lo guía, los guía a lugares donde pueden tener suficiente, más que suficiente. Y es lo que el Señor quiere hacer con nosotros también, guiarnos porque Él es nuestro buen pastor. Y Él nos va a guiar a lugares en este nuevo año, yo, yo lo creo, que Él nos va a guiar a lugares donde podemos sentir y recibir las bendiciones del Señor. Amén. Amén. Así que, así que el Señor envía la lluvia. God sends the rain. So what do we need to do, right? What is it that we need to do in order to receive those blessings? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 says the following. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Amen. ¿Qué es lo que nosotros tenemos que hacer para recibir esas bendiciones? Jeremías 29.13 dice lo siguiente. Me buscaréis y me hallaréis porque me buscaréis de todo vuestro corazón. The promise that the Bible says is that when we seek after the Lord, we will find him when we seek for him with our entire hearts. Right? And um, it was St. Augustine that said the following. It says, sometimes... God is more, or, or sometimes it feels like God is more anxious to bestow his blessings on us than we are to receive them. Mercy, right? Sometimes it seems like God is the one that is, it has the eagerness to bless us, and we are a little bit more apathetic to what he has to offer, right? A veces, San Agustín dijo lo siguiente, Dios desea bendecirnos más de lo que nosotros sentimos a, a recibirlos también. A veces el Señor desea bendecirnos más de lo que nosotros tenemos el mismo deseo para recibir de sus bendiciones. Um, and it is my prayer, es mi oración en este nuevo año, que nosotros podamos sentir esa misma ansiedad de recibir de lo que el Señor siente para dar de bendecirnos también. It's my prayer this year that we will feel more anxious or just as anxious to receive God's blessings as He feels to bless us as well. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Segunda de Crónicas 7.14 dice lo siguiente, Si se humilla mi pueblo sobre el cual mi nombre es invocado y oran, y busca mi rostro y se convierten de sus malos caminos, entonces yo oiré desde los cielos, perdonaré sus pecados y sanaré su tierra. 
There are those who think that um, the world needs a moral revival, and I would agree with that. I think, you know, our communities, our world does need a drastic, dramatic moral revival to get out of those slums that we are in, right? But a lot of us might be waiting for the world to change first before we can even, you know, begin uh, what might be our missions into the world, right? You know, we think, oh, if the world would be different, if the world would change then we would have an easier time, you know, doing missions in them. But the Bible is clear. It says, if my people, my people first would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, right? Like the Bible says, the judgment, you know, judgment begins with the house of the Lord, right? The Bible says that if we who are here in the church, if we first humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, Then it says the Lord will bless and he will forgive our sins and heal our land. Then after we humble ourselves, we will be able to bless others. And then we will be able to transform the rest of this world. All right. The Lord isn't waiting for everyone else to change. He's waiting for his people to change first. Dice la palabra de Dios que si si el pueblo de Dios se humillara primero... Entonces podemos transformar el mundo que nosotros vivimos. A veces estamos esperando que los demás transformen sus vidas primero y después podemos ir y predicarles y, y, y hablar con ellos. Pero la palabra de Dios nos dice que primero el juicio empieza con la casa de Dios. Si la casa de Dios primero, si primero la casa de Dios se humilla y, 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 se, y buscan el perdón de Dios, entonces el Señor va a bendecir y nos va a ayudar a transformar a los demás. It starts with us first, and we must have that expectation and trust that God is willing and able to bless us and that he wants to do so in this new year. And I don't think we have to worry about um, any kind of supply, right? Because the Lord is the owner of everything. And being the owner of everything, the Lord has more than enough to bless his people that are willing to receive his blessings. Amen? And I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that as you enter the new year, the Lord has more than enough blessings for you and for your family to receive in this new year. All he is doing is waiting for us to ask for those blessings. To ask, and and like the Bible says, ask and you shall what? Receive, right? And that is exactly what the Lord has for us. I remember there's a statistic that says there are over... 3,100 cubic miles of moisture in the atmosphere, around the earth at all times. That means that there's enough water in the atmosphere that if the Lord decided to just let all of that turn into water, even the driest place on earth would be flooded with as much water as there is. That is the caliber, that is the quantity that the Lord ha- of blessing that the Lord has for each of us. If he were to let down every single blessing that he has for you in this new year, There wouldn't be enough room in your house or on this earth for you to receive everything that the Lord has in store for you. And that is just amazing. Dice la palabra, o dice, hay una estadística que dice que hay más que suficiente agua en la atmósfera que si el Señor hubiera decidido en algún momento decidir, ¿verdad? De cambiar y transformar toda esa cosa en agua, el lugar más seco del mundo estaría hundido con agua. El Señor tiene más que suficientes bendiciones para ti y tu familia en el nuevo año. Yo quiero que recuerden esa promesa porque el Señor es el dueño de todo y no hay nada que le puede faltar a nuestro Dios. I want to finish with, uh, this, with this final verse. 
going back to verse 26 in Ezekiel, there's a particular word that is mentioned there. It says, and I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will send down the showers in their season. They shall be showers of blessing. Hay una promesa, una par palabra particular en Ezequiel 34, 26, que dice, Y daré bendición a ellos y los alrededores de mi collado, y haré descender la lluvia en su tiempo, lluvias de bendición serán. I want us to note that the blessings, the showers of blessing begin on the hill, on the mountaintop of God. All right, that's what the Bible says. And from there, the, mount, the blessings will start there, and then they will come down and then fill the rest of the valleys. And I want us to remember what the church is compared to in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be what? Cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all that are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that when he blesses us, when he blesses each one of us that are here, when he blesses our church, he is blessing the hill. And those blessings are meant to start at the hill and then go out and fill the rest of the community and the valley. We don't want to receive the blessings of God in this new year simply for receiving his blessings, uh, simply for just that sake alone. We want to receive his blessings so that we in turn can bless everyone else that is around us as well. All right, every one of us knows someone, know a family or know someone that could use the blessings of the Lord. And the Bible says that he has placed you in their lives as a light so that when the Lord blesses you, it will also bless everyone else that is around you. In the same way that when a light is, you know, a light isn't just for one person, you know, and if you come to our home, uh, you know, it's, it's not individual lights that everyone has. You know, I don't have my own light. Lucia has a light. Alice has a light. You know, all of us share a light. It gives light to everyone that is in the house. In the same way the Lord blesses. The Lord blesses us, each one of us, so that those blessings can then overflow into the person and the people that are around us as well. Amen? Um, la palabra Dios dice que el Señor desea bendecirnos a nosotros primero, empieza con su montaña y después sale para los demás. Y esa es la promesa que el Señor nos quiere decir. Las bendiciones en el nuevo año no solamente son para recibir sus bendiciones, sino que son para que podamos bendecir a los demás que están a nuestro alrededor. Bendecir a nuestros amigos, otras familias que conocemos. Las bendiciones del Señor no solamente son para nosotros, sino que son para todos. Amén. Y eso es lo que el Señor desea hacer para nosotros. Um, I want to finish with this story. There's a reverend uh, by the name of Carl Boberg, if I got that right. And he was a reverend in Sweden. And he began walking one day, uh, walking back to his home. And when it started to simply pour down rain all around him. I don't know if any of us have been uh, recently caught in just, uh, you know, walking or anything like that. I mean, most of us have cars now. You know, but if you've ever been caught in just a downpouring rain, right, you just get soaked to the bone, right, and you have no choice but to keep walking. You know, by the time you get home, you might have a cold, uh, you might change and everything like that, but 
That's what happened to this reverend. He was walking, it started pouring rain, and he had no choice but to just keep going. And at first, he was a little bit uh, annoyed by this rain. He's like, you know, I have to walk in this rain. It's cold, I'm tired. But then he started reflecting on what a blessing the rain could be. And he started coming to this idea of showers of blessing. And when he got home, he wrote down the following words to a hymn that we all know. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Amen. When he saw showers of blessing, showers that he had caught himself in, he had no choice but to reflect upon the blessings of our Lord and Savior. And it touched his heart so deeply that he was moved to write the words of a hymn that we all know, and it is a beloved, beloved hymn for many. My desire for us in this new year is that when the Lord blesses, when, the, when you see the Lord simply blessing you for no other reason other than you are simply his child and he loves you, when you take notice of those moments, your heart will be moved to worship and gratitude at just how amazing and wonderful our God truly is. Amen. Cuando nosotros estemos en este nuevo año y sintamos las bendiciones del Señor, llegamos a esos momentos cuando llegamos y sentimos que el Señor simplemente nos está bendiciendo solamente porque somos sus hijos y Él nos ama. Cuando llegamos a esos momentos y reconocemos que este ha sido obra del Señor, que esos momentos nos conmuevan a alabar el nombre de nuestro Dios. Para notar cómo de bueno y grande y maravilloso es nuestro Dios con nosotros. I end with this final verse. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 says, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Termino con este último versículo que dice, Oseas 10, 12. Sembrar para vosotros en justicia, cegar para vosotros en misericordia, hacer para vosotros barbecho, porque es el tiempo de buscar a Jehová hasta que venga y os enseñe justicia. Amen. May God bless us in this new year. May he add just blessing upon blessing upon every single one of your families. And may it just move all of us together to worship our Heavenly Father. Amen? Now, I wanted to do also, before I invite Andrade to come forward, I wanted to do something a little bit special as well in this uh, prayer. This year, uh, it has not been lost on me that it has not been an easy year for our church. All right? Uh, we have a few members, more than a few members, that are now resting and waiting for the Lord's second coming. And I wanted to take note of those names in this moment. We have Eugene Johnston, Passed away in uh, February, I believe. Uh, it was Marlies Roberts, Lana Phillips, Linda Lancaster, Nick uh, Halauchenko, if I, if I pronounce that correctly. And we have Dorothy or Jeannie Draper as well. Now, the experience has been that uh, many of those passed away almost within a month or a couple months of each other. And I want us to really take note that our church in this past year has experienced more than half of the year in mourning. More than half of the year we've spent uh, recognizing that some family has lost a dear loved one. 
All right, and I want us to simply, in this prayer, I want to pray for those families, all right? We're coming up to the holidays. We just passed Christmas. We're coming up to the new year. And a lot of those families are trying to navigate what it's like to have life missing some of their loved ones, all right? And I want us to just simply take note of these names and remember them in our prayers, right? It can be an exciting time, you know, to get together as family and celebrate the new year, but just remember that there are those that are still in that grieving process, and right? And we want to just ask that the Lord will bless them and continue to guide them in this new year as well, amen? Let's, uh, let's pray together, and then I'm going to ask Andrada to come forward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your blessings. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our God and for being our good shepherd. Heavenly Father, we want to also be grateful for the showers of blessing that you have bestowed upon this church in this past year. There have been so many moments, Lord, that maybe our church felt like, you know, how are we going to move forward? How is it that we're going to, to handle these situations? And especially, Lord, as we recognize that there have been a number of families that have lost loved ones this past year, Lord. And maybe the holidays right now are very tough for them. It's been tough for the church as well. And so maybe the showers of blessing that we've seen this past year, Lord, maybe hasn't come in the form of of things or, or, or finances and situations like that. Maybe the showers of blessing have come in the form of simply strength to keep going for your, for your kingdom's sake. Maybe it's looked like uh, our church has... Uh, come together a little bit more to, to be more compassionate, more understanding, more empathetic. And maybe those showers of blessings simply have come in the form of knitting our church community a little bit closer together through these moments of loss. And Lord, so we are grateful for the moment that your presence has shown itself in this year. And we want to take a moment, Lord, and simply just recognize these names that are now resting, waiting for your second coming. We ask you, Lord, to come quickly so that we can be reunited. But more than anything, Lord, we ask for your strength to bless these particular families at this time, Lord. May your Holy Spirit and may your presence be with them in a very special way this new year. And Heavenly Father, I just ask that you continue to bless your church. Whatever you have in store for us in this new year, we trust and we have faith, Lord, that you will bless in your time. And Lord, just give us a desire, a constant desire and hunger to receive your blessing so that we can continue to bless other people around us as well. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for being with us. And all of this I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen.